Words from that gospel then. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Show us the Father and we shall be satisfied. Today, the church throughout the world celebrates two of the less well-known of the 12 apostles, Philip and James, fondly known in the trade as Pip and Jim. James, and this particular James, is James the Less, to be distinguished from James the son of Zebedee and the brother of John, the evangelist, as well as being distinguished from the other James, just to confuse you, the brother of the Lord. Yes, Jesus did have brothers and sisters by Joseph. So all that nonsense about the perpetual virginity of Jesus, well, we're not going down that road today. In the Gospels, this James is referred to often as the son of Alphaeus. But you've not come to church today for a history lesson, have you? No. You've come to church for the same reason as I have, to get the Gospel nugget out of all this. So what is it? Back to my text for a moment then. Philip said to Jesus, show us the Father and it suffices us. And Jesus' reply, he must have been looking up to heaven, good heavens, Philip, I've been with you for three years now and do you still not understand? Whoever's seen me has seen the true God, God the Father. A little girl was in a class uh, art class drawing furiously away at her desk so furiously that the teacher was intrigued and came over and said to her well what are you drawing I'm drawing a picture of God the little girl replied oh said the teacher you can't draw a picture of God nobody knows what God looks like to which the little girl replied well well, by the time I've finished, they will. <laughs> yes. So in a sense, by the time Jesus was finished with us, we should know something of what God looks like. Yes, the features of God. It's as though Jesus is saying, you can't see, Philip, can you not see that by the time I've finished with you here on earth for three years, surely you should know by now the features of God. Whoever sees me, Philip, sees the Father. That's the precise reason why I came to this world, to show you the features of God. Because quite frankly, all the religions of the world have totally misrepresented God, making him in our image, yes, returning the compliment that he should have made us in his image. Yes, the culturally conditioned projections of institutional religion, which Freud, of course, so rightly says so much about. Among the papers of a member of parliament for Dagenham in the 18th century, John Ward, was found this prayer it's beautiful English, but it's lousy theology. Listen to it. He prayed this. O Lord, thou knowest that I have mine estates in the city of London, and likewise that I have lately purchased an estate in fee simple in the county of Essex. I beseech thee to preserve the counties of Middlesex and Essex from fire and earthquake, and as I have a mortgage in Hertfordshire, I beg of thee likewise to have an eye of compassion on that county. For the rest of the counties, 
thou mayest deal with them as thou art pleased. You see what John Ward has done? He's done what we all do. He's making God look exactly like he looks when he looks in his shaving mirror every morning. Of course God is British. <laughs> of course he's a Tory. Didn't you know? No, Jesus is saying, everything you've seen in me, the crucified God, everything you've seen in me, and of course so much more, is in God. Of course, so much more. God is not a force, an abstract force. No. Everything that you see in me, the incarnate God, is in God the Father. So Christian discipleship is coming to know God through Jesus Christ, God's ultimate word to the human race, enfleshed in the universal vocabulary of a person with whom we can indeed form a developing personal relationship. So we come to know God, not know just about him, by being in communion in relationship with Jesus, by the Holy Spirit who draws us ever more deeply into a relationship with God as his Father and ours, yes. So just two things to beware of in this discipleship together. First of all, argument and discussion won't get you all the way. There are, of course, intellectual questions and of course we need to use our minds, but we need to go further. We don't seek to bypass the mind, but we seek to transcend it in coming to know God as person. So that we're ultimately drawn into the heart, into a heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God. Yes, that's the way we come to know God. There's a very interesting moment in the life of C.S. Lewis the great apologist who had argued his way to God a long way, but not all the way. He had a debate with the great philosopher who was a Christian, Elizabeth Anscombe, in 1948, and he lost the argument. He lost the day. He blew it. And after that, he decided he would never write another book of a Christian apologetics. What did he turn to? He turned to writing those uh, stories for children, so-called for children, the Narnia stories. What did Jesus say? Except you become as a little child, you cannot see the kingdom of God, let alone God. Perhaps that little girl in her art class was nearer to God than many theologians. And secondly and finally, don't try and box God into your ideological framework, whether it be political or theological or whatever. Yes, I love that song from Texas. You're, none of you are old enough to remember it. I am. Give me land, lots of land and starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Ah, Don't try and box God in. Don't try and box him into the limitations of your finite mind. Don't fence him in. Don't look for him in scripture. Don't look for him in the traditions of the, and the teachings of the Christian church. Don't look for him in the sacraments, but look for him through scripture, which points to him, 
through the teachings and traditions of the church which properly point to him. Look for him through the sacraments, yes. Jesus says in John's Gospel to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, yet you refuse to come to me to whom the scriptures point. So, yes, along with Philip and so many of us who are truly looking for God, we need to come to know him through Jesus Christ, through the scriptures, through the experience of the church, through our consciences, through our prayers, picked up by him, by the Holy Spirit, in the longest journey there is. What is that? It's the journey from here to here to here. For God wants to enlighten our minds, to warm our hearts, and to fire our wills, leading us from information to transformation. That's the journey of Christian discipleship. Blessed are the pure in heart, we shall sing shortly, for they shall see our God. The secret of the Lord is theirs. Their soul is Christ's abode. Or as St. Richard says in that lovely prayer of St. Richard of Chichester, that we may know, come to know God more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly day by day.